Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Hello and welcome to the Stepping Out bonus challenge for October. Today on my blog, actually, let me just say, if you've just... If you're just visiting for the first time, I'm doing a series on my blog. I normally, um, sorry, I'm on my podcast. Well, I'm doing a series on my blog, but on my podcast, I'm also doing a series where you get a recording every day for the month of October. I normally post twice a week and um, towards the end of the year, possibly next year, I'll be doing some other things, other exciting things are coming on the podcast so I'll be um, looking forward to sharing them with you so today what I'm going to be doing is talking about the challenge that I did called 365 days of color and um, it's all about flowers it's all about flowers and plants and that's my second love. I guess if I was, um, I was going to say if I wasn't an artist, I would be a horticulturist, a gardener. Um, but who says I have to be either one or the other? And the way the world is now, you can have many multiple interests. I'm a multi-potentialite in which I have a range of things that I enjoy doing um, that are part of my skill set and that I try and make sure I spend time on um, each and every day. I don't have time to kind of say focus on one thing all the time um, because there's so many things I'm interested in. Some things I just want to, you know, have a little taste of or, you know, I might think, oh, I can try that or I can do that. Um, other things, it's just like, yeah, this is I found I found another thing that I really enjoy doing. And um, so, yeah, flowers are one of those things. Um, so, as, as I say, I've always loved flowers. And it was my mother who um, started me off on my green-fingered journey when I was little. And I saw how she took care of the houseplants that we had. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I had some deep interest and I would be, you know, looking at, you know, the Latin name and the common name and um, the interest didn't go further than we've got some nice plants, mum's always watering. And she managed to bring the tropics into our home despite us living in a cold climate. So I saw her lovingly tend to these plants, you know, deadheading and taking off the leaves that had shriveled and checking, you know, the plants, whether they had enough water and nutrients. And she really loved her plants. And as I grew up, I mean, oft, often when, if she had to go out or away, well, she never actually, <laughs> she never actually went away. But um, I guess if she had to go out or um, she would say, no, actually, she would she would water the plants before she went anywhere. 
Um, and uh, as I grew up, I started to get plants of my own. I, you know, had my own flat and then I had pot, you know, pot plants. I didn't have a balcony. And um, so house plants. And once I did this experiment once and it was really amazing. And it's that thing where they say, you know, you can talk to plants and they respond. Now, I wanted to test this out. And so I had a rubber plant and I had a Swiss cheese plant. And what I would do is once a week, I would, you know, rub their leaves with banana skin because the, the peel is supposed to be really good and nourishing. It's got potassium in it. And so it's good for the leaves. I would dust them. I would water them. I would, again, deadhead them. And from small, tiny plants, they grew massive and they were touching the ceiling. And it was just like... I was overwhelmed and it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't talk to my plants anymore because I can't cope with their growth. But I saw firsthand how when you nurtured the plant, it actually responded. So it isn't like a, you know, a pretend or a fallacy or anything. It's actually real. And I would challenge anybody to try it and see, see over time how their plants responded. So I carried on initially with houseplants and as my spaces got bigger, I carried my love for, you know, the plants outside. And so I started a garden and um, I just loved it. It was just an amazing time. And um, I had my first garden was when I um, got married. Yeah, got married and had my son. And we'd, um, the garden was about 100 foot, but it was narrow. And from just, it was just grass. So from grass, I changed the landscape. I introduced flowers. I introduced other plants. I decided what I was interested in as well was the, um, I wanted to be able to walk out and have the smell of jasmine. That's one of the, the things that I remembered. And there was this plant called the Cordyline australasis or something like that. And it mainly grows in Australia and New Zealand. And um, it has these pretty white flowers that actually smell like the jasmine. And so I had that at the end of the garden and you'd go out and as the breeze would blow, the scent would waft down to you. It was just amazing. And you would also be indoors and the scent would come through the windows. And that's really what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to achieve um, the feeling of, you know, tranquility, the, the, the garden, to have a garden that, you know, if you wanted to talk to your neighbours, you could, but actually had some shielding you know so along the sides I grew ivy and we had a fence and then I put a kind of a false kind of um fence it wasn't a fence it was like a, a mini trellis kind of thing and the ivy grew along that and so on both sides you could go out and just like if you didn't fancy talking to anybody you just go out and chill um but if you did, you could peep over and say hi, because there was another bit to the fence that was a bit lower. 
So living in a cold climate, you, you won't always see the rich and vibrant colours in the middle of the winter. And so wherever I went, I'd started to take photographs. And it started out when I would go for my walk. So it was just like, okay, so I'm going to walk for 20 minutes in one direction. And then obviously you walk in 20 minutes back. But the walks would actually take longer because I was stopping and thinking, oh, you know, that's lovely. Let me take a picture of this. Um, and I would be caught by the colours that I would pass on my route. So after exhausting, exhausting my local community, I would keep a lookout for flowers anywhere I went. So um, in other gardens. And I'd just stop. I would take a photograph and then move on. And some of my favourite places were parks and botanical gardens like Kew Gardens and when I went there I was just like oh my gosh you know if you go in the um the tropical bit you see all the plants that we we had as house plants and it was just like yeah these grow in a tropical environment you know outside so I was in my element among the grounds and just lost in the beauty and the sense and the smells and the sounds. And I never thought of doing anything with the images. I would just like, you know, I'd just take the photographs and it would be just, I would look at them. And at the time we were now dealing with digital. So you didn't have to go and, you know, get the film, um, done but you would just I would just save it onto my computer but like most other challenges that I've created for myself they're never initially planned in advance so I would come up with an idea and then think oh my gosh I've got to do it now let me start it and that's you know I'm driven to put it in place and then I start it and I don't even give myself time to share but that you know it's just like that comes over time but doing the challenge is like the main thing for me there were many plants that I was able to grow in my Wembley garden and it took me 13 or almost 15 years of physical hard work and you know the financial investment over the years because I wanted that garden to be like another space that you could retreat to when, you know, the houses, if you think of the houses, you know, the, everything, everybody's on top of everybody. And to think that you could go out into a green space that was just an amazing space to be in. Um, that's what I wanted to create. And um, I would do things like, you know, I had neighbours and I would, you know, talk to my neighbours about their plants. And, and often they would give me cuttings or I'd go and buy, you know, I'd buy some things. Like I remember I had a beautiful um, rosemary plant. It was a bush, massive. And then I took cuttings and um, put it in the back of the garden. And that just... You know, it just really loved. I think rosemary likes a cooler climate and maybe even shading. So um, I'm thinking of the the rosemary that I've got here in the tropical environment. 
it's grown very slowly. So I think that if it had some sort of shading, it would grow a bit better because the one that I had in London, it was just, it just grew massively and I would take cuttings all the time. And my neighbor, while she didn't want to necessarily have a plant, she used it a lot in her cooking. So I just chop when I was chopping it back, I would just bag it up and let her have it. Um, and it was great. So that's one of the ways in which I would, you know, get new plants. I would buy some, I was always up the garden center you know finding new plants to get um and then I would just look out for you know when they're you know cutting the gardens back in the parks and things like that just say you know can I have a piece of the cutting and they wouldn't you know it'd be fine so I got a lot of my plants like that as well but I, I luckily we had um I had a like a loyalty card at the local home base and so whenever I was there buying plants or seeds or whatever it is you know you'd get the points um, but when you're dealing with colder climates you might not get to enjoy you know sitting outside um, but the differences with the garden filled with the sun's rays compared to a garden filled with snow is is definitely a sight to see. And whilst you might not be able to, you know, it depends if your garden's like totally covered in snow, then you might not want to sit out there. But there's still beauty to be seen. And then at the first signs of spring and the buds, you know, coming up and even in the autumn when you get the lovely colours of you know the leaves as they fall and they change and all the different seasons bring beauty in their own way so also check out my tropical garden series and I'll leave a link um, and you'll see some of the plants I've been able to grow in a tropical environment and I'll be sharing part two of the 365 days of colour tomorrow and I hope that during this month you find some time to challenge yourself and be creative and I'll talk about how the challenge came about and share some of the posts that I did during the challenge um, it lasted, as I said, you know, 365 days, a whole year of posting images of flowers, quotes, um, reflections and scriptures. And it was a great time. So why not join me for the rest of October as we dive into some exciting challenges? There's so much more that I'm looking forward to sharing with you and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as it's never too late to start and the main thing is to take one step at a time. Do something that you find interesting and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care for now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.